Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. Welcome back to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast. We have the guests that you guys have been asking for. See, we do listen to you. So Dr. Meg Mill is a functional medicine practitioner, best-selling author, podcast host, and speaker. But this is this is the part. Are you guys ready? She is known as a headache guru. And you guys have been asking about hormonal headaches and just headaches in general. So we listened and we brought her on. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about yourself and why you became known as a headache guru. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me. I, um, well, I started out in conventional medicine a long time ago. <laughs> I practiced for years in that space. And I kept finding that people were just like, while I knew the protocols, I knew why we're putting people on certain medications. I just kept seeing people get put on medication after medication and really not thriving, just really surviving. You know, we have side effects from other medications. And yeah. in the meantime, I was having some of my own health struggles that I really was not getting answers for either until I found functional medicine. And I felt like once I had that, once I was able to find functional medicine, really heal myself, I was like, I have to share this. I have to. So I made a total switch, went back to get education and certifications and functional medicine and open. I have a virtual functional medicine practice now where I see people all over the world. And when, then when I opened my practice, I started to know that this pattern, particularly with women, that they were either coming to me with headaches and migraines, like that's why they were showing up. And then we would work together and they would say, I can't even believe this, this is life-changing. This, you know, I, I've never been able to get, you know, rid of these. I thought I had to live with them forever. That was happening. And then another thing that was happening actually was also that whenever people come to me, they fill out a really detailed intake questionnaire and symptom questionnaire. And so they would be coming to me for other reasons, but in their forms, they were filling out like, you know, weekly headaches or monthly headaches for, you know, years and years. And they weren't even, they were normalizing it. They weren't even coming for that reason. They were coming actually for sometimes for consequences of taking medications for all these years for the headaches, but they were just thinking like, oh, that's just what I have to live with. I'm, I'm never going to get rid of these. And then we'd work together again. They'd be like, I can't even believe it. I don't have the headaches. And it just made me so aware that we're normalizing this. We're really banned. The, the common yeah. approach is to band-aid it. We're just treating the pain. And so I really dug in and really like wanted to learn everything that I could about headaches and migraines and how to help people, because it is a life-changing thing when you don't have to live with that pain anymore. Headaches are, yeah, they're, they're very much normalized, especially with the pre-period headaches from that rapid drop of estrogen, um, which is always interesting. And the fact that you bring up the side effects. So I'm sure you've seen this ad, but uh, you know, the, I can't remember her name, but she's a tennis player and she always does the ad for that, like massive migraine medications. Yes. And 
my husband and I just laugh because like they, they do this ad, you know, and they talk about all these amazing things you can do if you get rid of your migraines and you can play with your kids and all that. And then they have to obviously do the side effects. Right. And so Mm -hmm. then they shift and they like make the picture just so pretty and this beautiful music. And then you listen to what they're saying and they're like, you could like have blood clots. You could die. You could get cancer. And I'm just like, what? I know we do that in my house too. I mean, this, the side effects are so long, but then they, they say them really, really fast and they play this really pretty music. They have this really pretty picture. Cause just be like, no, no, no. Just think about not having a headache. Don't think about the fact that like you could just drop dead from a blood clot or something. So ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It's, it's just a shame because I like, we laugh about that too. It's but you know, that's what they do. It's like this wonderful, oh, it, it's wonderful, but you can have all, they have to list them and you can have all these problems and somebody does. I mean, that's why they're listed there as a side effect. Yeah. So there it it might be low, it might not be you, but it might, it might be. And you might, even if you're not having the worst ones, you could be living. I see so many people living on medications that they're really not able to have their, their full quality of life, the full energy they want because they're taking these medications. But you also have to think you're really just treating the pain. Most of the time, most Mm -hmm. of the time with these medications, you're, you're actually still getting the headaches. It may be yeah. not as much, but, but they're still there. doesn't, cause I usually get people after they've tried these things, mm-hmm. you know, they've done that route and it's like, okay, I still have migraines or I still have headaches and they're not going away. So what we want to try to do is really see the, in, both the decrease in the incidence and the severities. And so once we yeah. put these pieces together, we can see that that's when we really see the change. Yeah. Especially too, if, you know, I, some, I know some women try and stay away from the heavier medications. So, you know, they just take like ibuprofen, like it's their job before their period. And then it's like, okay, now we're, (laughs) now we're like killing our detox organs. And over time, you know, it gets worse and worse. Um, And I love that you talked about not covering up the symptoms because I think, um, a lot of women, as they start entering the functional or the holistic world, they go, okay, I'm going to trade in my ibuprofen for turmeric, you know, or, mm-hmm. and every time I get my headache, I'm just going to take this instead. And it's like, is that a better alternative than taking ibuprofen? Yes. But you still aren't fixing the issue. Um, so yeah, no band-aids. So let's kind of dive in because I know you have your special method, the EAT, which is so easy to remember because I just think of yeah. eating. <laughs> yes. Um, so can we talk about this? Yes. Yeah. So what we start to do is we start with enlighten. So the E stands for enlighten. And what we need to do is we need to enlighten ourselves about all the things that can be triggering our headaches, which we're not really educated on. And so, and then once we do that, we can, we can dive into really deeper into what they are. But once we do that, then we work, then we align. So we work on aligning your body. We work on getting your hormones balanced on getting your stress, you know, your circadian rhythm balance, getting your cortisol levels and your adrenals Mm -hmm. in, in, check and all of that. And then we also, and that's kind of where the detoxing comes in. Actually, I set that up at more in the thrive actually part. So then we move into the thrive and then we, we set your body up to go for it. We, we detox, we really put all the things in place that you need to build your body back up in order to go forward and not have the, 
the headaches mm-hmm. and migraines continue. I mean, my favorite quote was actually from someone I was working with and it's such a simple quote, but she said, I just don't wake up anymore wondering if today's going to be a headache day. And I think that's what we want. We want to, we don't want to have it like, is it going to ruin this? Or am I going to have to suffer through this? Just, it's not even a factor anymore for your life. Yeah. And headaches, I going to find some wood. <laughs> I don't really have <laughs> headaches. Thank heavens. It's never really been one of my things that I get. Um, as a symptom, it will, but my husband will get headaches, especially when he gets <clears throat> sick because he has he actually has a deviated septum. So he'll get like okay. a sinus infection. He'll get that sinus mm-hmm. migraine. And it's like, they just knock him out. It's like, as soon mm-hmm. as you get a headache, it's just like you, you know, cause somebody talks and you're just like, be quiet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My head is pounding. You don't, you don't want to eat cause you're nauseous and you don't want to go to work because like the lights and all this stuff. So, um, could we, could we dive in a little bit? Like what are, cause I know there's so many causes, but like, what are some, some of the biggest drivers Mm -hmm. of headaches that you see patterns with? Yeah. So let's start with food because I think food can be complicated for people. And what happens when we're talking about headaches is that food actually some of the foods are are not really foods that are bad for you. So you may be eating foods that you think like, oh, I'm eating my daily avocado. That's good, Mm -hmm. healthy fats. Or you may be having lemons that have, that are citrus, you know, we know there are certain, they might be causing headaches for you without even notice. And they can be good foods, but maybe not for you right now. So we know there are certain food groups. So like when I'm talking about the avocado, so histamines are a food group and we can think of like fermented foods there. We have salicylates, which are citrus foods. We have nitrates, which are things like hot dogs, bacon. We have MSG, um, which is in a lot of prepared boxed foods. Uh, Aspartame, which is in diet. We have tyramine containing foods, which are aged and cured foods. Uh, So those are common things that we know statistically can cause headaches Mm -hmm. for people. But what is tricky is that not all of those cause headaches for everyone. And sometimes it's about thresholds and combinations too. So sometimes you can have some of the food and you don't know that it's that food because you're like, oh, I can have it this time, but I can't have it another time. So it must not be that food. Well, you may have either one had a different threshold or like a different amount, or you may have had it in a combination with another food where the combination of those two put you over the threshold. So so one of the things I like to have people do is actually just print out a blank calendar and then mark down when you get your headache, what you've eaten the day of that and the day before, because sometimes we can see the food reactions even the next day. So it can be like what you ate yesterday. Another thing that happens there are food sensitivities, which are unique to each person. So you could be getting a food sensitivity from something that's like, you know, I do antibody testing for food sensitivities to see like what your individual tests are. You can do an elimination diet, but when we have that, that can create an inflammation response, the bodies get, you know, you have the intestinal permeability, you're getting this rise of IgG antibodies that can cause inflammation too, that can also potentially cause the headache. So we want to look at the, those specific foods and then potentially your unique food sensitivities. 
and see what we can, if we eliminate those for a period of time or start to look at connections, we can often see that really start to make a difference for people. So yeah, if you yeah. just start there, that's an, an easy place to start. It just like yeah. dig. I said, we need to be detectives. <laughs> yes. Yes. And also when you were talking about it affecting you one time and not the other time, I could totally see like, especially if histamine is your trigger, I could see mm-hmm. it being worse around ovulation or whenever that estrogen is higher. Um, yes. And so then, you know, maybe at a different time of your cycle, you're like, avocados aren't an issue, but for some reason, they, they always be. cause an issue around ovulation or whenever you're um, not metabolizing estrogen well. So that's very interesting. Okay. So food, what's our next one? So then we want to look at stress because our, you know, our dream, we look at hormones and our adrenals are higher on that hormonal access than then our hormones are, I kind of think of this as a chain of pain. And sometimes people can really have a problem with this because they're really having, so pain, we think of stress as our to-do list of what we have, which we all have a lot of, we all have a lot of stress in our life, but we Mm -hmm. also can have biological stress. And so when we're getting biological stress from the pain, so we are getting the headaches causing pain, which can increase your cortisol. When we have an increase of cortisol, we can release other hormones. And one of which is prolactin, which can increase pain sensitivity. So you get this stuck in this chain of pain. And so what we need to do is get your body back in the parasympathetic nervous system. So we need to, you know, I think stress is a hard one because people are like, what do I do? I, you know, Mm -hmm. I can't eliminate things from my life, but we can, you know, one really good thing is starting with breath work because we can use our breath to actually bring our body back in the parasympathetic nervous system. And you can see, you know, you can do breath work for a few minutes each day. You can, you know, take two minutes in the morning, mid day and evening and just sit there, close your eyes and take those deep breaths and just focus on your breath. And what starts to happen is once you start doing that, your body knows to respond. So when you we practice doing it in this calm way, then when you are stressed and you go back to your breath, it's a, it becomes a tool, but it's, it's hard to use that tool when you're not practiced at it. Cause you're already mm-hmm. stressed, you know, you're already stressed, you're already in that place. But when we start practicing that and using that as a tool, that's another place where we can, you know, see a difference. So we want, yeah, but really whatever resonates with you, if it, if you can get the breath work in, you know, if you're a meditator, if you even like to like go for a walk in nature, if you like to sing or dance or do anything that a gratitude journaling, that is just bring, we really want to bring you back into that rest and digest, really get the adrenals nourished and calmed and get your cortisol levels back in balance. Yeah. And I, it's exactly what you said. I hear from people all the time. They're like, you say manage your stress, but like, I, you know, can't quit my job or do whatever, which for some people, if you are chronically sick, like you may have to quit your stressful job, yeah. but, um, go back. So for listeners, go back to the episode, uh, heal the hustle. So we had someone come on to actually talk about different ways to, um, regulate your nervous system. But one of the, one of the ways that she taught me, which I just think, I I don't understand why this works. I'm trying to think if maybe it's like just crossing your right and left brain, but if you stare straight ahead and you put your arms like straight back, so you can't see your hands. And then you slowly bring your hands forward until you can see them in your peripheral, but you're still looking straight ahead. And then you just literally barely see your fingers and you wiggle them. You feel like this massive release in your, your body. I don't know why. Okay. Interesting. Like, it makes no sense, it. yes. but it's like, it's literally takes what? 10 seconds, 10 mm-hmm. seconds to do. So it's kind of, it's nice to place those throughout your day so that you can kind of 
lower your stress bucket before it comes to a point where you overflow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is, it's just always coming back to it. Always, you know, being mindful that you have to do the things that, because, you know, we also like, oh, the oxygen mask in the plane, you know, use that as an example, but if you're really not taking care of yourself and you're taking care of everyone else and your bucket's not full, it's just, you're really never replenishing. And, and then your dream, you know, then we, we know, you know, looking at testing, then your adrenals get off and then your adrenals affect your thyroid and your, and your sex Mm -hmm. hormones and all of those. So they're all connected. So it really is coming back and practicing some of those methods can be really impactful. Yeah. So let's talk about one more cause of headaches before we start giving everybody maybe some tips they can do to start getting rid of their headaches. Do you feel like you are doing a semi-good job at implementing things from this podcast? Or do you feel like it's all great knowledge, but I haven't actually implemented any things? Or do you feel like you have a lot of questions, you just need some accountability, you want it step-by-step laid out, then the Hormone Reset Program is for you. It is open for enrollment right now. The Hormone Reset Program is our signature eight-week group program. And this is this is where you're going to nail your foundations and really start to see incredible differences in your health. So in the Hormone Reset Program, we're going to take you step-by-step step through how to implement your foundations so that you can be consistent and finally start seeing those differences. So A lot of times I'll hear people say, well, how does this work in a group program? That's because everybody needs to work on balancing their blood sugar. Everyone needs to support their liver. Everyone needs to support their gut. Those foundations don't change. You need to learn how to track your cycle. You need to understand your cycle. But a lot of times when you are starting to implement these changes, you go, okay, I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. This doesn't make sense. And that is where the group program and the group Q&As and the group calls can really be life-changing for you because so many times when we start implementing changes we have questions and then we can't find the answers easily and then we get frustrated and we quit or you start implementing changes and you just go hey i just need this accountability of other women doing it with me then the hormone reset program is for you so we have all these training modules for you you have a facebook accountability group where we we you're like who on earth is that leah that's me that's caitlin we are your coaches and we are in there answering questions for you every single day we're looking at your meals we're helping you tweak your meals it's eight weeks you guys a gift to yourself to finally truly start seeing a difference and start feeling amazing so we have had women come out of this with painful painless periods they went in with painful periods we've had women come out with way more stable moods they came in because they had pcos pmdd and they started they got their cycle back they regulated their cycles um we've had so many hormone reset babies which is so exciting women get rid of their bloating get rid of their hormonal acne get rid of their hormonal migraines they've finally been able to lose weight so if any of these symptoms are resonating with you then the hormone reset program is I am sure a great fit for you. If you go, okay, I am not quite sure. I just encourage you to click on the link in the show notes or just go to leahbrugeman.com and read the testimonials. 
read the stories of the women who have been through this before you. And if you feel like you still aren't sure if this is a good fit for you, please reach out to me personally on Instagram, Leah, L-E-A-H underscore B-R-U-E-G, or send us an email through the contact form on the website. We want this to be a empowering decision for you. We want you to feel safe. We want you to feel comfortable. So if you are in any way unsure, please reach out to us. But this, this is one of the biggest changes that you can make to just start feeling amazing. Yes. So another one is hormones is that we hormonal imbalances. So, you know, if you're someone who is getting a headache, that's right before your cycle, like I think you were mentioning earlier, or, you know, during ovulation, we often see this rapid, either rapid change in hormones or an estrogen dominant like symptom. Mm -hmm. So when you have estrogen dominance, you know, we want to look into what's going on. Do you have, do you actually have high estrogen do, or do you have low progesterone or yeah. do you have a problem metabolizing your estrogen? And I actually see this very commonly yeah. with my headache patients. So the, often the estrogen, overall estrogen levels are not high. Sometimes mm -hmm. they are, but, but often where it comes in is that you have an okay level of estrogen, but you're not metabolizing it well. So you're, you're actually sending it. So we want to use our estrogen and then lose it. And so, you know, I was like, okay, you need enough, but we need to get it to leave your body. So we have the two phases of metabolism in the liver, and then we have the one in the gut. And what will happen is a lot of times they're metabolizing down, like a, particularly I see often the 16-OH metabolite being really high. Yeah. And so you're getting these stronger effects of estrogen that just aren't being cleared from your body. So we need mm -hmm. to really shift the metabolism of the estrogen so that you can clear it. Yeah. And if that sounded like Greek to everybody, she's talking, you can see this on a Dutch hormone panel, which we, we talk about a lot. And I think that's why it can be really frustrating if you go to your primary care doctor and we're going to go down this tangent again, you yes. guys, but like you start having these issues and I will have women all the time be like, okay, I'm going to my primary care doctor. Like what lab should I ask them to be run? And I'm like, I mean, what, what do you want to see? Like, what do you yeah. want to hear? Because mm -hmm. if you have them run by your primary care doctor, they, God bless them are going to read them from a conventional standpoint and mm -hmm. blood doesn't doesn't show a how you're metabolizing mm -hmm. your estrogen but b they're not looking at the levels of estrogen to progesterone they're not going hey how's your liver doing um so they'll just be like well your hormones are normal and you go yeah. okay great right yeah it's actually and more so, disappointing right <laughs> it is yeah because at least yes. you're like holding out for the testing but i think yeah. again we go down this tangent a lot but i think that's why it's so important it's just having a lab isn't going to solve your issue. You know, like I know a lot mm -hmm. of women will try and go through independent labs and get their labs ordered, which if oh, yeah. you okay. have some sort of basis, like maybe that mm -hmm. can be really helpful for you. But a lot of times they get it back and they go, well, now what do I do? You know, mm -hmm. and labs are great if you know how to read them. <laughs> Exactly. And yeah. You, you need to know the relationship because it's all about balance. It's all about yeah. how your progesterone is balanced with your estrogen, your testosterone. So if you're, if you're like, I have people along the same lines that will come in to me that have a little bit of knowledge, you know, they've listened to a lot of podcasts and episodes and different things, and they'll have taken dim, let's say. So dim is going to shift the metabolite pathway, but 
they, they actually end up with other symptoms because they don't know that they have low estrogen or a problem with metabolizing it. So unless, you know, yes. I think sometimes supplementing for hormones, <laughs> it actually can cause more problems than good, unless you really have the correct testing done mm -hmm. to know like what you're doing and why, and, and getting that it's, it's, it's a delicate dance. It is in I, I loved him. I use it often, but it's also the one that I demonize when I talk about random supplementing because dim and evening primrose are like the ones that I hear people throw out all the time. They're like, oh, I have estrogen dominant symptoms. So I took evening primrose and dim and it's like, okay, you know, if you had high estrogen, actually high estrogen, mm -hmm. maybe that would work great for you. But if it's a metabolization issue, not going to work so great. <laughs> Mm -hmm. yes. So it's, yeah, that's where like random supplementing could it, well, A, it's going to waste you money in the long term, but then B, mm -hmm. it can cause more issues because it's causing another set of symptoms because it wasn't the actual problem that was wrong in the first place. Yeah. And I do see it commonly, <clears throat> like, you know, I see that common picture where the estrogen is not actually high. So, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it is. And sometimes like you're saying, if it is, then it will, it will work. It will help if you're not getting your estrogens down the right pathway, but it's, it is more about shifting specific shifting of hormones. So yes, it's just taking all of that into consideration. Um, when we're looking at, at these hormonal migraines, but, but it can make a huge difference for people once we can, you know, once, yeah. if, if that's where it's stemming, it's, it's often not one thing. So I, I often see it really, as I say, it's like, we become detectives of you and we, it's like a web. So it's often not like just your food or just your hormones or just dehydration or just like lack of, you know, lack of sleep or stress or talk toxins or another thing that, um, we haven't gotten into yet, but like, it's not just one of those things. It's usually the combination, but when we put those pieces together, it, they just all click. And then it's like, Oh, okay. Your body calms down because your body's giving you a signal. So a lot of the pain is a signal. Something else is going on. And that's where we're really not looking at it like that in the conventional side. It's like, okay, this is just, you know, this is a brain thing, but it's often a full body issue. Yeah. Yeah. Which you brought up hydration. So I'm just curious, like how often this is probably an easier, how often do you have clients that come in that are actually drinking enough water? Yeah, that's <laughs> so people are not necessarily drinking enough water. And another thing, particularly when it comes to headaches and migraines, you want to look at a cellular hydration mm -hmm. because another thing we do is we don't sea drink salt. and but do you do the sea salt? I do, yeah, yeah. Sea salt or electrolytes and, and also <laughs> encourage like sipping through the day, because another thing that people often do is they'll drink a whole like, okay, I'm I'm busy, I'm going, and then they'll drink a huge glass of water or they'll get all their hydration at once. And then you can excrete a lot of that water because it's all coming at once. So we want to make sure we're staying hydrated at a cellular level. So that's why like things like the sea salt, things like electrolytes and yeah. really sipping your water all through the day can be really helpful. And I totally fall into the culprit of hydrating all at once sometimes just because mm -hmm. like you get busy doing a thousand things and then <clears throat> you realize it's 2 p.m. and you're like, whoops. <laughs> Yeah, drink some water. Drink my water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. It happens. Um, okay, so can we kind of just so we don't run out of time, can we move a little bit into um how to align? Like what are some things that 
mm-hmm. um, you can start doing? Because I know you have you have a few different like hacks. Because I know you talked about like the six foods you can eat and the five tips to sleep it off. Like, yeah. Do you want to talk about that first and then thriving or? Yeah, let's talk talk about that. So let's talk about, um, you know, sleep is an independent risk factor for headaches, particularly migraines association with REM sleep. And so, you know, the one thing you want to make sure is that you're getting enough sleep. And I think that's something that we often let go because we're busy. We have too much to do. That might be our only quiet time at night without kids awake or getting things done or your time to relax. But we really want to make sure we're getting good sleep and good quality sleep because when we're looking at our circadian rhythm, we know that we need enough melatonin. We need our cortisol to drop at night, all of these physiological things. And so just really prioritizing, like keeping your room cool, dark, and quiet, maybe doing relaxing activities, no blue light. I mean, these are probably tips you've heard before. So, but just making sure you're getting the sleep and you're getting it in an optimal way. And then moving from there, you know, we talked about, we did talk, we talk about stress aligning, you know, stress management, really getting your circadian rhythm so that your cortisol is in the right pattern, that it's going up in the day, down at night, it kind of falls in that same bucket and really practicing those things that, you know, if you could practice the, the, the tip that you just mentioned, if you practice deep breathing, find things that work for you. And then when we're looking at hormones, some of the things you can start doing, you know, we talked about testing, but some of the things you could do right now is just really um, start looking at endocrine disruptors, start looking at your environment, start seeing like, okay, do I use products that have a lot of, and go to skindeep.com, skinewg.org has skindeep. You can check your products there. I recommend just switching out one at a time. It can feel overwhelming or expensive, but just when you're done with your, you know, your face wash, I was just looking at, and I don't, I can't use the quote because I don't know, but it was like five, it it was like a lot, which was like 12 pounds of toxins on our face every year. So like it was something on our skin and it was like, Ooh, and you think about the numbers that, you know, that they were giving it, it, we put a lot of things, we think a lot about organic food sometimes, but do we think about organic skincare? Do we think about the, the, what we're using, like the plastics and the BPA we're using to store our food, you know, you can just switch to glass. So making some of these simple changes can start to go a long way. Um, and, and just really get you set up for success. Yeah. I listened to a toxicologist. I think that's how you say there. And she talked about just switching out your night cream, like just one mm-hmm. thing, um, lowered your exposure to toxins. Like if you started at 30 and you live to like 80, it was like the thousands, like, wow, that was one product. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my goodness. Like, can you yeah. imagine if, I mean, we have thankfully slowly switched over, but like when I first started, I mean, it was cleaning products, you know, cookware, you know, skincare, makeup, hair care, body care. It's like, it's everywhere. So it can definitely be overwhelming for sure. I get that. Yeah. Okay. So is that all to do with sleep? So lowering. Yeah. So we want to make sure. Yeah. And then we're, um, and then basically that would be hormone balancing. So the endocrine disruptors would be for hormone balancing. And then when we're, when we're moving into the thrive, we want to look at, you know, we, we kind of have some underlying things. So, you know, we want to look at toxins. We've kind of 
Okay. Like started to dive into that, but you also want to look at allergens. You want to look mm-hmm. at your home, how your home's set up, you know, sometimes things like getting a water filter or an air purifier, things that really clean up your environment in a good way. We know we want to look at heavy metals occasionally, like heavy metals like lead and cadmium and other heavy metals mm-hmm. can play a role in headaches and migraines. And, and some of those are complicated because you know, you could be exposed to lead as a child and then you're not having any symptoms and then your bones density starts to change as you age, particularly for women. And actually the lead is often stored in your bones and it can start to release. And you could have sometimes symptoms of, you know, toxicity from bone, you know, they had been stored. And, and so it can, it can be a little bit like of a complicated thing to figure out. So some, you know, sometimes we can do testing there too, to look, but, but you can start just by doing, you know, environmental cleanup things there. And then we also want to look at gut health. Um, gut health can actually be, we have all these trillions of microbes in our gut and sometimes inflammation and things like that can actually be causing, there's so many connections even with the gut and the serotonin and serotonin and headaches. And there's many ways that could be like a whole nother, <laughs> I feel like I got, yeah. that could be like a whole nother conversation, but, you know, really looking at your, at your gut health and then, you know, also structure and your body and, and like, you know, that's sort of, we dive into that because there is a mm-hmm. component of structure when it comes to headaches, you know, posture and yeah. muscle tension and all those <clears throat> things too. Yeah, I could definitely see a physical aspect. I did not know that about the lead in the bones. And like, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. I also know too, like um when you when you first were talking about it showing up later, my mind was going to like, I know a lot of people say the dose makes the poison, but like, no, 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 the poison builds up over time. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking like, oh, like if you constantly get exposed and then your detox capacity is just getting worse and worse as you get older, but that's crazy about the bones. Oh I gosh. guess. Cause you don't know you're not having the exposure right now, but like maybe you had lead paint in a like place that you live when you're a child or like an apartment or something in your past yeah. and that you were storing, you could be storing those toxins. So, you know, we're getting all that figure, <laughs> all those things too, that we dive into that or just putting some of those pieces together. And it really is levels. Like not every you know, not everybody needs everything. Like you can get, you know, it could be like quick, quickly for some people, you know, we start some of these and people are like, snap, I can't even believe this is amazing. And then it's, you know, takes layers for others to really get down to the root cause, but it is a long game. Like you do, it isn't just like you're saying, take the medication, you're done. You're figuring this out. But when you do, you get the value of not really waking, you know, not waking up. Is it a headache day? Not suffering on a regular basis, really seeing this dramatic decrease in both incidence and severity. So it's worth the investigation time and putting these, the effort in, in order to see this difference. Cause you can, then you live long-term, like then you actually alleviate them and you just live without having to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I, I see so many people that are definitely like the chronic like it's it's like peeling back layers and Mm -hmm. we'll peel back a layer and they'll be headache free you know for a couple months and then then we got to the next layer and maybe they'll go through like a herx reaction and it's like okay now your body's ready to release this and Mm -hmm. i think that's why it's so hard and sometimes really frustrating if you try and do this by yourself because Mm -hmm. you you may not understand like the the layer complexity so it's like okay I I was feeling really good doing this and now I'm not feeling good so it's like 
then you start going and looking for something else to do. And it's like, maybe you don't need something else. Maybe you just need to do the next layer. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Which can be. Yeah. So don't give up. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you've tried different things, don't, don't give up. It ha- It's just like, I just see it click and it's like, okay, then it clicks. And that's where we end up where they, you know, it's go- like, you don't have to deal with it anymore. And there's usually that point. There usually is a point where all the pieces just sort of, you know, it, it happens gradually, but often there's a, that point where it's like everything kind of comes together and, and it's, everybody loves, like, I love when that happens. <laughs> it's, it's really great to see. No, I agree. And I think you, you feel like you get your life back when, <clears throat> when you don't have those headaches, headaches are so debilitating. Absolutely. So this is, the part that I'm the most interested in. What are <laughs> the foods that you need in your yes. fridge and your pantry if you have headaches? Because I know you said that um, if you get headaches, you're probably deficient in a few nutrients. Mm-hmm. So, so one of the most common nutrient deficiencies I see for headaches, you probably do too, is magnesium. So there's yeah. a strong connection with magnesium deficiency and headaches to migraine. So that's a place, a good place to start. So, you know, you want to look for f- foods that are high in magnesium and one of which is um, pumpkin seeds actually are one of the highest sources of magnesium. So that's just a really easy one to throw on a salad or add in, you know, add into something that you can actually just keep in your pantry and add some pumpkin seeds daily. So that's something that we want to, you know, think about another one, um, you know, then there's, we want to look at things that have high omega threes. So foods like salmon is a good mm-hmm. source of omega three, getting some salmon into your diet. Those are anti-inflammatory foods and salmon also has other nutrients that are, that are beneficial. Um, we also, another one I really like is eggs because eggs have choline in them too. And there's also some, some other benefits of some other nutrients that are supportive, but the choline is also helpful for the estrogen metabolism. So we want to, you know, that's another one that I often will recommend. So if I'm looking at the top three, I guess those would be three that I, I would go with you know, foods that start with the foods that are highest in magnesium. I think that that would be, you can look up a, like a list of foods just in a, you know, I could give you a list of high in foods and magnesium, but you can also just Google so that you can print out a list and then, you know, start there because often when we see this and you may, this is like not medical advice because I, I don't know your history, but even taking a, like a magnesium glycinate or something like sometimes supplementing can help there too. I love magnesium. It's like <laughs> my, it's one of those supplements. I always tell people like, you can pry that out of my cold dead hands because like I need magnesium. Um, I think also our foods are just deficient in magnesium as well. Um, so I know a lot of women on here really like seed cycling, um, mm-hmm. which I think it's so cool that there's some studies coming out on seeds. Um, finally, finally, but, um, that's probably most likely why they notice such a difference in their headaches is because of the magnesium they're getting. Yes. Yes. And, and even on flaxseed because of the estrogen, the phytoestrogens mm-hmm. and different, you know, the seed cycling is great too. Yeah. Dang. Okay. So. Um, everybody can get some eggs and some salmon and some pumpkin seeds, and you can just seed cycle and you can kill multiple, multiple birds with one stone there. Um, okay. So do you have like 
the world's your oyster. Do you have any other just like doesn't even have to go into a category, just very random, but you're like, if you have headaches, you need to do this. <laughs> yeah, that, well, I think probably just go, like I said, go back to the basics. I want you just to start there. I want you to see how, if you're like, put kind of put a mirror up, like, are you hydrating? Mm-hmm. Are you sleeping? Are you, do you have any practices that help you manage stress? Like you know, go back to your diet and see like, okay, is there any connections with my diet? And those are the basics that you can start with there. And then if the, if you feel like, okay, you know, I've looked at that, I'm, I'm good there. Then I would say the next thing is to find someone that is a guide that can give you steps to really like plan out. It really cut through all of the overwhelm because I do think we're bombarded. It's great, but we have so much information out there that it's like, try this and try this and try this. And then you're trying that and a little bit of this and a little bit, and and you're not maybe getting the results that you're looking for because you're not putting all of those pieces together. So I think that that's the, the thing is when we connect all the dots to put the pieces together and can do that in a clear way that supports you in an easy fashion is when we start to see the real results. Even when you were talking about finding ways to manage your stress, immediately my brain also goes to like, well, you also need to make sure, you know, you're balancing your blood sugar because blood sugar roller coaster is a stress mm-hmm. on the body. And like, maybe you have like, you know, the tox, the toxins or the parasites that are also causing stress on your body. And those are so hidden, you know, you don't even think mm-hmm. about those as stresses on your body. So maybe you're someone that's like, no, I get outside and I walk and I do my breath work, but like my, you know, I'm still all over the place. It's just there it's, it's, it's a puzzle. It's truly it a is. puzzle. And you know, I think you put it, made a good point because, you know, like the parasite that's in your gut, that may be the final piece. You know, that sometimes we can clear, we clear that up and it's like, wow, that cleared my headaches. And, and you're not even thinking about that because you may not even have gut issues. You may not have IV like bloating or anything like that, but you may be expressing it in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so we know that even, even certain gut microbes have are histamine producing. So is that creating this overload of histamine or do you have your DAO enzyme that's compromised because of that? So there's so many connections. So I think that then once you, once we put those pieces together, that's when we, we really can get the answers for you because we know how to connect them. Yeah, I agree. And I, and if you are only, for example, like looking at one part of your puzzle piece and you feel like you've really, really conquered it, like, and you still aren't seeing results, it's because like, it really is like a systematic whole body approach because I always think about it as like an orchestra. And like, if your Mm -hmm. violin starts playing out of tune, like everything's going to go out of tune. Yes. Uh you, You really can't just fix the violin then because everything else is still like out of tune. You kind of have to bring them all back together. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to post, um, put your, all your stuff in the show notes. So if you guys are listening, you don't even have to like click out, just scroll up to the show notes and you can, um, find all the information. Thank you for listening to today's episode of balancing hormones naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag balancing hormones naturally podcast. So we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G, and I would absolutely love to hear from you.